When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Old radio, old radio, old radio, old radio, old radio. Comedy Podcast. Welcome to episode 42 of season 3 of the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. Not a lot needs to be said about Bob Hope. If you haven't heard of him, you've been living in a cave for most of your life. Although he gained fame as a comedian, film, and stage star, his radio show, The Pepsodent Show, brought him to the households of millions of Americans every week. The show ran from 1938 to 1948, becoming one of the most listened-to shows in America, especially during World War II. By 1948, its ratings had dropped, and a new show with a new sponsor, Lever Brothers, started The Bob Hope Show in 1948. It ran until 1950, when it was pulled due to being unable to compete with Life with Luigi in the ratings. Chesterfield Cigarettes then sponsored the Bob Hope Show in 1950, among others, until its last episode aired in 1955. Edgar Bergen, the father of Candace Bergen, made his name as a ventriloquist with his famous dummy, Charlie McCarthy, in the 1920s and 30s. After becoming regular cast members on the Chase and Sanborn Hour in the 1930s, they became hugely popular. They got their own show in 1949, The Charlie McCarthy Show, which ran until 1956 with various sponsors. Bergen and McCarthy went on to appear in many TV programs as a guest star over the next two decades, before his death in 1978. Now sit back and enjoy the September 27, 1938 broadcast of The Bob Hope Show and the November 4, 1943 broadcast of The Charlie McCarthy Show. Hope is here for president. Hope is here for Pepsodent. The Pepsodent Show, starring Bob Hope. We bid you all hello, bid welcome to our show. May we present for Pepsodent a guy you ought to know. Ah, thank you so much. Tonight is the night, and I hope you will tune in on us every Tuesday. Let's make it your chase away blues day by listening in when we begin. How do you do, ladies and gentlemen? This is Bob Hope. <laughs> no, 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 not yet, Charlie. <clears throat> but don't leave. <clears throat> Got our signals mixed. Well, here we are with a brand new sponsor, a brand new program, a brand new cast, and ready to tell some jokes. <laughs> I'm very happy to be back on the air again. I've been very busy all summer working on a few projects. <laughs> what do they want all those ditches for anyway? <laughs> but I'm happy. My sponsor's really a very nice fellow. We get along swell. All afternoon here at rehearsal, we were riding piggyback. <laughs> Playing piggyback. <laughs> he was riding me. <laughs> and to show you that I'm up to date this year, I'm starting a pension plan for old jokes. So if you hear me using a lot of old gags on the show, remember there's a reason. <laughs> it means $30 every Tuesday. <laughs> Sorry, I don't... We have a nice cast on the show, ladies and gentlemen, that consists of... The topper of the feminine stars of Hollywood, Miss Constance Bennett, Skinny Ennis and his band, Jerry Colonna, our seven swingsters, six hits and a miss, and yours truly, Bill Goodwin. Oh, thank you, Bill. That's our announcer, ladies and gentlemen, known to his intimates as Bill Teeth Goodwin. <laughs> show me teeth, Bill. That's enough, that's enough. Two more payments and they're his. Hey, he's, uh... <laughs> he's full of pep, isn't he? I'm a little tired myself. My uncle just left town. He was here with the American Legion Convention... He was in the army. He was really one of the first men to go over the top. Somebody pushed him. <laughs> but he's from Florida, and he spent most of his time while he was here dropping ice cubes out of the hotel window to make the people think it was hailing here in California. <laughs> it was a nice, quiet convention. The second night, the boys at the hotel gave the house detective 24 hours to get out of town. <laughs> oh, but really, 
I want to thank the American Legion for getting me a half day off last week at Paramount. They came over to the set I was working on and took the camera with them as a souvenir. <laughs> Paramount didn't mind, didn't mind that so much, but they'd be very thankful if the fellow from Texas would please bring back Dorothy L'Amour. <laughs> and the parades were wonderful last week with the convention. The women looked beautiful. One thing I noticed, the women looked different this year. You know, the way they're wearing their hair up on top like... Gee, I never knew they had ears. <laughs> My girl had her hair up so high, she had to have the perfume sprayed on by a tree surgeon. <laughs> I worked on that gag all summer. <laughs> Too bad I didn't get it finished. You know, I saw... <laughs> I saw a sign, by the way, talking about the new hairdress. I saw a sign on a beauty parlor today coming down here. Marcel and your ears pinned back for a dollar. <laughs> Really, my girl had her ears pinned back so far that when she's on the telephone, she can listen with both ears at the same time. She's sort of a Dracula with freckles. You'd like her. And I hear the girls are going to wear those hoop skirts again. You know what a hoop skirt is? That's a parachute with legs. I don't like to wait for anything. You know, my girlfriend brought one yesterday and took it home with her. She has a canary going crazy. He doesn't, he doesn't know where he lives anymore. I don't know where she got the hoops for her skirt, but every time I take her out, her skirt wraps itself around a barrel of beer. <laughs> My kid brother told me that joke. <laughs> this is, I'm going to buy him a brain tomorrow. <laughs> but you know, these hoop, these hoop skirts are going to save a lot of taxi fare for the men. All they have to do is get a stick and roll their girlfriend home. <laughs> Good, eh, fellas? <laughs> No, eh? <clears throat> and now, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to meet our band. Really, a swell band. Skinny Ennis and the boys. You ready, Skinny? Okay, one, two. No, 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 boys, not the laughs. I mean your sideline, you know, the music. <laughs> Take it, Skinny. Must you dance Every dance With the same Fortunate man You have danced With him since the music Began Won't you change Partners And dance with me Must you dance Quite so close With your lips Touching his face Can't you see I'm longing To be in his place Won't you change Partners And dance with me Ask him to sit this one out And while you're alone I'll tell the waiter to tell him He's wanted on the telephone You've been locked in his arms Ever since, heaven knows when So won't you change partners And then you may never want to change partners again Ever since Heaven knows when So won't you change partners And then You may never Want to change partners again So won't you change partners And then You may never want to change partners again
Friends, here's a bargain with the capital B. Listen. One cent now buys a full-size 50-cent bottle of nationally famous Pepsodent antiseptic. That's right, I said one cent. In order to introduce Pepsodent antiseptic to new users and to comply with a flood of requests from regular Pepsodent users who missed out on last year's one-cent sale, Pepsodent has decided to hold another Pepsodent antiseptic one-cent sale. And this means that now, for a limited time only, you can get two full-size bottles of extra-effective Pepsodent antiseptic for just one penny more than the regular price of one bottle. So if you've never tried effective, pleasant-tasting Pepsodent antiseptic, do so now and save. And as for you regular users, here's your chance to get Pepsodent antiseptic at a rock-bottom price. So stock up for the winter now at about half the regular cost. Use Pepsodent to help fight colds and sweeten the breath. But you'll have to hurry, for this offer holds good only so long as a limited supply lasts. Remember that, all of you who were disappointed last year, and call your nearest drug dealer now, tonight. And now may I present one of your favorite personalities, feminine star of such pictures as Merrily We Live, Service Deluxe, and currently working on Hal Roach's Topper Takes a Trip, Miss Constance Bennett. <laughs> Thank you, Bob, for that introduction. Now what can I say about you? Well, there's some stuff written there, I think. <laughs> oh, yes, so there is. Bob, you're a swell guy and a very funny comedian. Yeah. Well, I must have written more than that. <laughs> Say, Connie, you get around quite a bit on the air, don't you? I heard you Sunday with Charlie McCarthy. Did you? I had a lot of fun. Yeah? Charlie sat on my knee and taught me how to talk without moving my lips. <laughs> Connie, if you sit on my knee, I'll keep my mouth shut, too. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie McCarthy, what's he got that I wish I had? <laughs> Woods are full of guys like him. Bob, one more <laughs> crack like that and you'll go back to the sticks. Yeah. I'm through. Give up. <laughs> I like Charlie McCarthy's mouthpiece, too. What's his name? That fellow, oh, the kid Ed with the... Uh... Ed... <laughs> Ed Gerberg. Yeah, that's it. tongue-tied a little bit. Yes, he's very nice. We went over to his house for dinner after the show. Oh, really? I had dinner over there myself one night, Connie. There were so many people there, they had to put an extra leaf in the table. All during dinner, the leaf kept yelling, I'll mow you down. <laughs> here and banter with you, Bob, but I must get away early. I'm going to a girls' baseball game. A girls' baseball game, Connie? Do they play that, too? <laughs> yes, Bob. Girls play baseball all over the country. I may sponsor a team for Constance Bennett Cosmetics. Mm, this script has so many plugs in it, it reads like a racing form. <laughs> <laughs> Say, Miss Bennett, I don't like to butt in, but if you mention your cosmetics once more on this program, I hope your lips stick. <laughs> Remember, folks, I hired him for his teeth. Well, I want to keep my mascara in the public eye. Well, uh, I want to keep Pepsodent in the public mouth. Yeah, well, I just want to keep my public. Let's go over to that uh, girls' baseball game, Connie. Let's go right over there. All right. Just to show you there are no hard feelings, you can bring Bill Goodwin along. Yeah, he can help us over the fence. Let's go, huh? <laughs> Well, here we are at the box office, Bob. Yeah, well, I'll buy the tickets. No, I'll get it right no, here. No, no, Bob. Bob, I'll get... I'll get them. I've got some money. Oh, no, don't go to the trouble of taking your shoe off right here, Bill. <laughs> I'll get it. I had some money in my left-hand pocket. If I could only get my mittens off, I oh, have it hurry, here. Oh, Bob. It's the fifth inning already. Oh, really? How much are your tickets, madam? All seats. Fifty cents and a dollar. Yeah, what have you got for twenty cents? Two hot dogs. Are they comfortable? <laughs> Well, you can pay me, boys, because I've got three passes. Oh, you have? <laughs> Say something funny, Hope. I can't think of a thing. Let's go in. <laughs> Say, what a crowd here tonight. Who's playing tonight, Connie? The Brooklyn Debutantes versus the Dead End Girlies. Listen to the cheers. We are the Brooklyn Debbies, a roaring fighting team. And if we do not win this game, game I think we'll simply scream. <laughs> <laughs> Say... <laughs> Isn't that wonderful, guy? Yeah, let's sit here next to the hairdressers' union. No, no, I don't like the bleachers. Oh. <laughs> oh, you died with that. Say, there's a... Say, there's something wrong with the looks of that baseball diamond. Yeah, the girls change it to a square cut. It's more stylish, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Say, Connie, why are there three girls playing third base? Oh, that's the hot corner. Robert Taylor's sitting over there. <laughs> oh, is that Robert Taylor? I didn't recognize him without his boxing gloves on. <laughs> Listen to the crowd roar. 
Say, Connie, who's that blonde playing first base? Oh, that's the brunette who played second yesterday. <laughs> Say, she looks familiar. <laughs> I think I went out with her about four checkbooks ago. Sally ran fanned again. Peanuts, <laughs> popcorn, potter puffs, and assorted dresses. Say, that umpire's a thief. I'm gonna throw a bottle down there. Madam, may I borrow your bottle? Okay, but leave the nipple with the baby. Sly, <laughs> Beatrice! Sly! Connie, why did that girl slide into the plate on her face? Oh, it rained on the field yesterday, Bob. She's trying to get a free mud pack. <laughs> Say, isn't it silly to put a totem pole right there at the show at the shortstop? What is that? That's pole? not a totem pole. That is the shortstop. Really? She had her face lifted too often. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so- something's wrong over there. It looks like a fight. Oh, oh they're carrying a man off the field. He-, he tried to sneak over the fence into the 50 cent seats. Half buck Benny rides again. <laughs> He'll be back on the air this Sunday, folks. I like to give these newcomers a break, you know? <laughs> Say, Bob, Bob, look at that woman going around and around without stopping at home. Who is that? Oh, that's Mrs. Roosevelt. (laughs) Look, Bob. What? There's a woman on second, one out, and that's Snow White McGillicuddy at bat. Well, here's the pitch. She takes a swing at him. Say, what's the matter, Bill? My Connie's fainted. All the players are running off the field. The umpire is waving her arms. What's she saying? Game called off on account of a mouse. Thank you, Connie. Thank you. And now our seven swingsters, six hits and a miss, swing out with my walking stick from Alexander's Ragtime Band. With my walking stick, I'd go insane. Can't look my best, I feel undressed without my king. Must have my walking stick, cause it may rain. And when it pours, can't be outdoors without my king. If I ever left my house without my walking stick, what a shame. It would be just something we could never explain. Oh, my love, thing that makes me click on lover's lane. Would go for naught if I were caught without my king. Without my walking stick, I'd go insane. I'd really blow my top. Look my best, I'd feel undressed without my king. Look out, it's cold to rain, it's bound to rain without my walking stick. When it pours, it really pours without my king. If I left my house, left without my walking stick, it'd be something that'd be hard to explain. The thing that makes me click, the thing that turns the trick, would go for naught if I were caught without my cane. Without my cane. Ladies and gentlemen, for the lovers of classical music, there I go, I want to present at this time Senor Jere Colonna, through the courtesy of Warner Brothers. I need say little about his talents. His voice speaks for itself. Senor Colonna. I know I have a lot of enemies, but who sent you up here? (laughs) Silence, rogue. Do you realize that you've interrupted the great Colonna when the mood for song was beginning to creep upon him? Creep. 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 I wish you'd creep out of the studio. But I am not finished. Yeah, what's your opinion against millions of others? Look. (laughs) 
I know you call yourself the great Kelowna, but really, who are you? Oh, yes. <laughs> you want to know who I am? Here is my car. Well, well, so you're the ace of clubs. <laughs> I could have used you last night. <laughs> ah, but last night I was the two of diamonds. When you were born, the stork must have been dealing off the bottom. Who told you you who told you, you could sing? I wish I knew. <laughs> the stool pigeon. <laughs> but I have had my happy moments. I was once a gondolier in Venice. Well do I remember. There I was in the middle of the street. People came to hear me from miles around. It was the most extraordinary thing they ever saw. What, you're singing? No, Knave. I forgot to the gondola. <laughs> well, tell me, senor, will you resuscitate it? I was... <laughs> Check. <laughs> is, uh, is there anything else you can do, senor, while we're waiting for the wagon? <laughs> oh, yes. A dash of drama. Drama. Never will I forget the time I played Romeo and Juliet. In the first act, Juliet tossed me a rose tenderly from between her teeth. Yeah, what happened in the second act? Very tenderly, I tossed back her teeth. <laughs> well, senor, tell me, have you ever emptied any theaters in this country? <laughs> ah, yes. My first concert. What glorious memories. Thirty years ago at the Trocadero. Wait a minute. Thirty years ago, there was no Trocadero. The place was all desert. Ah, no wonder there were two camels applauding. Check. Silence, Gate. The great Colonna is about to lift his melodious voice in song. Over my dead body. Mmm, goody. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to announce that at this time that any similarity between Senor Colonna and a human being living or dead is purely coincidental. Check. <laughs> <laughs> Another road, where the flying fishes play. You can hear the patterns of chicken. The dawn comes up like thunder out of the China. President antiseptic lasts a mighty long time. In fact, three times as long as ordinary kinds because it may be diluted with two parts water and still kill germs in seconds. Therefore, those of you who have purchased Pepsodent fairly recently haven't had reason to buy mouth antiseptic in many, many weeks. But if your stock is now getting low, then you're really in luck. For now, for a limited time only, you can actually buy two 50-cent bottles of Pepsodent antiseptic by paying just one penny more than the regular price of one bottle. So, if you've never tried this finer, more effective mouth antiseptic, do so now. Of course, you regular users of Pepsodent will want to stock up at this record low price. But don't delay. Order your special one-cent sale combination package now while a limited supply lasts. Yes, act tonight, for this money-saving one-cent sale may never be repeated. <laughs> Well, that song's here again. We can't keep it out. But this time, we get Bob Hope's own version of it. Tisket a tasket, a yellow basket. Send a letter to my mommy. On the way, I dropped it. I dropped it. I dropped it. Hello? Hope Detective Agency. Manager Hope speaking. Oh, yes, we find anything. I even found a sponsor. Yes? Well... Well, I don't know. Who are you? You don't know? Well, where'd you start for? Oh, listen, I can't find you every five minutes, Corrigan. I'm busy. <laughs> Say, 
Say, Miss Fitz, where's my assistant, Philo Pants Goodwin? He's in the back room listening to gangbusters. Isn't that silly, a detective listening to gangbusters? Call me when the Lone Ranger goes on. <laughs> All right, Miss Fitz, let's get down to business. Get over in the other knee and take a letter. Who's it to? It's to one of our satisfied customers, Mr. Thomas J. McStippet, Alcatraz Finishing School. Dear Butch, I've been looking through my files, but I've been unable to find one that will fit into a pie. <laughs> Understand you are having your annual water carnival next week. Good luck in the 100-yard dash. <laughs> Yours for life. Hey, hey, Chief, yeah. I just got an important telephone call from a lady. Yeah, what'd she say? Well, I don't know, but it was awful important. Yeah. <laughs> Philo Pants, you're a genius in a moronic sort of way. Get that, Philo Pants. Hello, hello. Pants on the line. <laughs> What's that? You say this woman shot her husband at close range? At close range, eh? Were there any powder marks in the suit? Yes. That's why she shot him. Yeah. <laughs> Come in. Tiscuit. Tiscuit. Why, that's the lady who called me. That's just what she said on the phone. What's wrong, lady? It's my basket. Your basket? My brown and yellow basket. What happened to the basket? I wrote a letter to my mommy, and on the way I dropped it. She dropped it? I heard her. I dropped my yellow basket. And if I do not get it back, I think that I shall die. She thinks that she shall die. Oh, my. <laughs> Don't worry, madam. We'll find your basket. Philo Pants, call the posse. Okay, boss. Here, posse, posse, posse. Here. <laughs> Tell me, young lady. Tell me, why do you carry letters in the basket anyway? I don't know. I just read the lines. I don't understand them. <laughs> we are being watched. I hope somebody's listening, too. <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> Have you got any clues? Yeah, we can't work without clues. After all, clues make the man. <laughs> Down, Philo. Hey, boss, I don't see what all this fuss is about just for a letter and a basket. The letter contained a sample of a new explosive so powerful that one drop could blow us all sky high. <laughs> what was that? That's killer fetal bomb. We're saving him as a suspect for our next case. Come on, killer, tell us what you know about this case. Ah, you ain't got nothing on me. I didn't see a drop no brown and yellow basket at Hollywood and Vine. I don't know nothing about no formula for no explosive, and besides, I won't talk. <laughs> Took you some time to make up your mind, didn't it, huh? Say, boss, a little torture ought to loosen his lips. Yeah, sing him the torture song I torture, Philo. <laughs> a tisket, a tisket. Oh, stop, stop. Boy, that ain't torture. That's moiter. <laughs> Give them the works, boss. Tell them those jokes you heard on the Bob Hope program. Oh, me? Okay. On the way to the studio. Oh, no, no, no. Anything but that. I'll tell you all that I know. I'll talk. Who stole the basket in the envelope with the explosive? It was the Baron. I knew it. He's hiding at the Gargoyle Castle. Did you say Gargoyle Castle? Yes, Gargoyle, like with Pepsodent's antiseptic. <laughs> now that you've given us a plug, let's all get on it. We're off to Gargoyle Castle. Hi-ho, Gargoyle. <laughs> Gee, this, this Gargoyle Castle is a mysterious place. Yeah, take it easy. They may be armed. I want you to all stand behind me, and if you hear a shot, yes. Yes, get in front of me. <laughs> okay, ring the bell, Philo. Okay, okay, boss. Here goes. Oh, yes! I've been expecting you, but I fooled you. I'm not home. <laughs> Wait a minute. If you're not home, how come you're talking to us? Ah, so you're wondering too? <laughs> Wait a minute, Baron. Do you know who I am? I know you. That clean shirt isn't enough to fool me. You're detectives. Seize him, men. Oh, yes! Oh, wait a minute. Take your hands off me. Help, 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 help. Ah, shut up. Shut up. What dungeon shall we throw them into, Baron? Throw them into 77B. <laughs> hmm, I've been there before. <laughs> who laid that egg? Boss, boss, how are we going to get out of this dungeon? Don't worry, Philo, you'll forget I'm a master of disguise I'm going to make myself look exactly like the Baron Hand me that mustache Okay. Now, do I look like him? Well, well that's perfect, boss That's perfect I couldn't tell you from the Baron Quiet, Philo, here comes the Baron now He's opening the dungeon door The Baron! <laughs> what am I doing in this dungeon? Oh, so you're wondering too <laughs> If you're the Baron, then who am I? You're Detective Hope Oh, then I'll have to frisk me. <laughs> ah, 
Here's the letter I've been looking for. Don't open it, Baron. It'll blow you to pieces. I should worry. I'm Detective Hope, and I hate that guy. Look, boss. Look, he's still breathing. He still thinks he's Detective Hope. Quiet, Philo. He's about to speak. Strange. I always thought Detective Hope led a good life. Why, what's so strange about that? It's getting awfully warm where I'm going. If she took my yellow basket. If she doesn't bring it back, I think that I shall die. Thanks for the memory of this, our opening spot. Say, I practically forgot. You'll love the show next Tuesday. There's a scene where I get shot. You like that so much? And now we are sorry to leave you. It's just for a week we'll be missing to show Pepsodent that you listen. Mail in the doors from four drugstores. Say, uh, Bill, yes, what's Bob? on tap for next week? What well, uh, our special guest is Miss Olivia de Havilland. Skinny Ennis and the band will be back. Jerry Colonna. Our swingsters, six hits and a miss. And, of course, uh, you. And you. And thank you so much. The tune Change Partners is from the RKO picture Carefree. Until next, the same time, the Pepsodent Company bids you good night. This is the National Broadcasting Company. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. The Charlie McCarthy Show. This is Ben Growl, ladies and gentlemen, greeting you on behalf of Edgar Bergen, Charlie McCarthy, Ray Noble and his orchestra, Anita Gordon, Mortimer Snurd, Ursula Twing, and our guest for the evening, the internationally famous hostess, Miss Elsa Maxwell. Well, Charlie, tomorrow we'll, we'll be saying au revoir to little old New York. Yeah, well, we sure had fun here, haven't we? Yeah. We wore the old town out. <laughs> yeah. Say, did you get in touch with the baggage man? Yes, I took care of it. That's fine. He's already got his truck parked under your hotel window. I <laughs> Yeah. And tomorrow we're off to Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City? Yes, yes. I'll be there next Sunday. Uh, sort of a request of the governor. I thought your parole was up last year. No, wait a minute. No, no, young man. I didn't know. <laughs> Ray Noble and his officer take us away on the Atchison, Topeka, and the Santa Fe.
Charlie, why haven't you been present at meals the last few days? Well, because I was absent. I see. And why have you been absent? Well, because I wasn't present. I know. Well, shall we go around again? No, no, it won't. Well, you've been acting mighty strange lately. Yes, sir. What's gotten into you? Well, that's just it. Nothing. Nothing, I think. The, the horrible truth is I haven't eaten for five whole days, Mr. Bergen. You haven't eaten? No, sir. That's why I'm so weak. Malnutrition has already set in. Is that true? Well, explain your actions. I don't understand. Well, it's like this, Bergen. You went and cut off my allowance last week, didn't you? I certainly did. Yes. So, I'm on a hunger strike. Oh, I see. So that's it now. Yes, sir. A hunger strike. You're darn right. That's what it is. Yes. Yes, sir. And I'm I'm just being sick of being punished all the time. Is that so? Yes. But, young man, you're only punished when you deserve it. Well, that's what I say. I'm sick of being punished all the time. I don't know. I'm not going to quibble. I'm just going to hunger. I'll get my point. What are you babbling about? Look at No, please. No, please, please. I'm in no mood to get it. Charlie, listen. So that's it now, a hunger strike. Yes. You know, I think you're blush bluffing. Well, make up your mind, will you? Why don't you sit on my knee? No, 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 no. You don't know what I have to go through up here. I am practically doing a single. All right. Yes. Are you bluffing about this hunger strike? No, sir, I'm serious. And I'm just going to keep right on starving until you give in and I get my full allowance back. And that's it. Even even if I demise myself doing it. Oh, I see. And I... Uh, I would argue more, but those hunger things. Oh, oh, oh. Charlie, Don't you think you deserve to be punished after the way you fought with Fred Allen last week? Please, please, don't mention that fiend in comedian's clothing to me. He caused all my trouble, that dirty. Oh, now, now, please, Charlie. Now, I'm sure that Fred Allen, you know, you know he's an old friend of mine. I don't care about that. And I, and I think he's really, he really likes you deep down inside. Yeah, well, I got a warm spot for him, too. But he won't go there. Oh. <laughs> so that's the way you feel. Why, well, I'd clip him like a hedge. If he... Wait. Uh, I mean, if I was stronger. Yes, yes. Of course, I'm so weak now. I... I'm just too weak. Yes, yes, yes. Well, you didn't bounce a week a moment ago. No, but I am. I'm, I'm wasting away, Bertie. Already my poor little legs, they're so skinny. I have to wear garters to hold up my garters. Is that true? <laughs> That's pretty skinny. And you know how cute they used to be, too. <laughs> well, this is really serious, Charlie. Why, the worst may happen. Oh, well, it's quite all right. I, I remembered you in my will. I see. I'm leaving you all the money you owe me. I see. <laughs> well, Charlie, I think I'd better take your temperature. Well, you've taken everything else. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the pain. Oh, everything. Everything is getting dark. Dark. Ain't I pitiful? <laughs> I think you're exaggerating. No, I'm not, Mr. Bergen. Could I talk to Anita and Ray before... The end comes. Yes, yes, I'll call them. I'm too weak here. Oh, Anita and Ray, uh, Charlie wants to see you. Oh, come in here. Yes. Uh, yes. Oh, I say, Charlie, why so glum, old boy? Well, I thought you ought to know, Ray. Uh huh. I'm dying. Oh, how inconvenient. Yes. <laughs> well, Charlie, can I help you? Yes. Charlie is on a hunger strike. Oh, <laughs> strike. How jolly. Can I pick it? No. no. You don't understand. I haven't tasted food for five days. Well, my dear old boy, don't worry about that. It still tastes the same, you know. <laughs> oh, Charlie, are you really sick? Oh, yes, Anita, my sweeter, yes. Oh, I'm so sorry. Mm -hmm. I hope it wasn't the ice cream I brought you yesterday. Yeah, that, uh, what was this about ice cream? Well, now, 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 I can explain that. I thought so. You see, it was it was only to cool my fevered brow. Yes, of course. 
I always use strawberry-flavored ice pack. I thought so, yeah, yeah. yeah. I say, Charlie, old boy, I wouldn't starve to death if I were you. You'll only live to regret it. <laughs> live? That's <laughs> uh, <laughs> not a clever observation, at all. Well, I don't know. <laughs> it's things like that that make going pleasant. <laughs> Oh, Charlie, I really think it's my duty to cheer you up, yeah. even if it depresses you. Yeah. I know. I'll tell you one of my excruciatingly humorous witticisms. You'll love it. Yeah, that's right. Hit a guy when he's down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Suffer, I'm so hungry. Hungry? Yeah. What? You hungry after all that food I've been hoisting up to your window? Yeah, well... Oh, hoisting food up, starving... Yeah, well, I can explain. Yes, I think you better, young man. Come to think of it now, I'm pretty sure you were eating when I came in here. What makes you think so? Well, your 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 mouth was moving. Well, that doesn't prove anything. Your mouth is moving right now when you ain't eating. Well, <laughs> uh, moisting food, strawberry ice cream. You know, I believe you've got stomach pains. You do? Yes, I do. But I think it's from overeating. What do you got to say to that? Well, I will... Unquote. Yeah. <laughs> I thought so. Uh, now, just a moment, Charlie. Come back here. I got to see a man about a stomach pump. Yeah. gave me a poem that's supposed to help my, my, my recommendation. Yes, your memory. Yeah. Well, what's wrong with your memory? What? Well, what's wrong with your memory? Well, well, it's, um, it's sort of, it's, um, well, it's, uh, uh, what was the question? What was the question? <laughs> well, your memory is bad. Yeah. Do you realize a, a poor memory will hold you back? Well, yes. Well, I wasn't going no place. 
Well, we'll drop that. Uh, yes. Now, what's the poem about? Hmm? What's the poem about? Oh, it's about four lines, but I can't seem to get it. I see, about four lines. Well, let's see. Let me see. Oh, yeah, well. Oh, yeah, yes, that's the cat and the fiddle. Yeah, that's what it is, yeah. The cat and the fiddle. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll help you with it. Of course, you already know the first line. Hmm? I say you already know the first line. Oh, do? Yes. <laughs> I just read it. Oh, yeah, yeah. What is it? Oh, it's, um... It's, um... Just <laughs> <laughs> my brains is all thumbs today. Yeah. <laughs> well, you don't know the first line. Well, not completely, no. I see. Well, what's the first word? Oh, uh, first word. Yes. Well, the first word is, uh... See, it's, uh... Uh, uh... Hmm. Concentrate. Yeah. No, no, no. no. No, no. Now I'll help you get started. Hi. Hmm? Hi. Hi, Mr. Burr. No. No. Hi, diddle diddle, the cat and the... the kitten? No. <laughs> cat and the mouse. No, not the cat and the mouse. Whoa. Fiddle. No, don't play a note. I know you're wrong. No, no. no. Let's try the next line. Hi, diddle diddle, the cat and the fiddle. What? The cow ran out the clock. No, no, no. No. What? The cow jumped over the moon. No. <laughs> well, I've milked lots of cows in my time, but I, I never met one that was that ticklish. Never. <laughs> now, please. I didn't come here to be last that. All right. All right, all right, all right. Never mind. Now, what's the next line? Oh, it's, uh, it's, uh, no coaching, please. No coaching. Uh, what is the next line? Yeah. The little dog laughed to see such sport. Shoot if you must his old gray head. No, 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 no. That's wrong. What is it? Well, the dish ran away with a spoon. Well, good for them. Yeah. <laughs> I hope they'll be happy together. Yeah. Mortimer, right. <laughs> how can you be so stupid? Well... It's an old family recipe. I imagine. with us today. Why, you don't mean... Yes, I do. Elsa Maxwell. Thank you. Hello, Edgar. Well, it's the same old Elsa. Pretty as a picture. Same old Edgar. Blind as a bat. And now it's Charlie, my little woodwind. Yeah. Oh, fine, fine. What do you know, Gravel Johnson? (laughs) Not much. I'm just back from Hollywood. Oh, 
Gee, I'll bet they're still celebrating out there. <laughs> well, sir, it is, it is nice to get back. Aren't you glad to be back in New York? Oh, yes, Edgar. There's no place like New York. Oh, you're so right. I love it during the nylon season. I don't know. That's very funny. Ha ha. I'm laughing. Yeah, well, stop it. Yeah. You're shaking the whole house. No, no. Now, no remarks about Elsa's weight. No. Oh, it doesn't bother me, Edgar. I used to have an hourglass figure. Well, what happened? Well, it kept gaining. Oh. What's the time now in round figures? <laughs> Charlie, I suppose you know that Elsa's going to give you a nice going-away party. No. Yes, she is. Well, what sheer heaven. <laughs> oh, I know you love this party, yeah. Charlie. I have a wonderful surprise for you. Well, that's good. How long will he be laid up? Uh, who? Fred Allen. <laughs> <laughs> no, Charlie, it's a personal present. A present for me? Oh, you silly girl. I just couldn't let you do it. Just couldn't. What is it? <laughs> At my house, and I'll be expecting you over there in a little while. Yes. Well, now, this is awfully kind of you, Elsa, to do this for Charlie. How can I ever repay you? Oh, with check, cash, or money order. Yes. Goodbye. <laughs> nice. My, Elsa has a beautifully furnished penthouse, hasn't she? Yes. Isn't it lovely, <sighs> Oh, and the view of the Fulton Fish Market, too. <laughs> Charlie, I thought I told you to wear a white tie. Well, it was white until I tried to tie it. Oh, I see. Yes. Welcome to this night, residence, gentlemen. Whom shall I say is calling and all that sort of highbrow stuff? <laughs> hey, what are you doing here, Ray? Are you a major domo? <laughs> no, old boy. No, just a butler, second class. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't received my commission yet. Yeah, yeah, really. Uh, I hope they have got good groceries here. Uh, I'm so hungry I could eat a horse. <laughs> oh, you're in luck, Charlie. Would you care for mustard on it? Yeah. <laughs> Hello, boy. Hello. Well, good evening, Elsa. Say, you look stunning in that new gown of yours. Oh, do you like it? Yeah. Notice the gathering in front? Yeah. Quite a crowd in back, too. <laughs> Just the same, I'm very pleased with this yellow dress. On the way here, several men whistled at me. Well, they probably thought you were a yellow cat. Yeah. <laughs> well, look who's here, Anita Gordon. Hello, everybody. Oh, Charlie, I think this party is simply super. <laughs> oh, it must be nice to be so young. Yes, isn't it thrilling? Yes. <laughs> How would you know? <laughs> Anita, maybe we could stroll on the terrace and then you could slap my face, huh? Oh, I won't slap your face, Charlie. Can I depend on that? Unless you deserve it. You can depend on that. <laughs> hold on now, hold on, Charlie. Everyone has been clamoring from a song from your little girlfriend. Well, then go ahead, Anita. The terrace can wait. Was the last time I saw you the last time or can I hope Hold you once more. What about me could have made you doubt me? Want to live without me, loving me no more. From the
Steep for the work of an unknown artist, though. 
He's not unknown. He's Michelangelo Leonardo Maxwell. Maxwell? My brother. Uh-oh, that's all. That does it. That does it. No, now, no. wait a minute. Oh, no. I'll have you know my brother is a great artist. A oh, great artist. Your brother's Van Dyke. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget, Edgar. You ordered this picture and you're going to pay for it. Not while I'm still alive, well, not, uh, I'll wait a few days. Yes. <laughs> Don't take it. No, 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 no. You keep out of this, you monocle mop stick, or I'll kick you over my knee. How are you going to find it? <laughs> you shut up, or I'll stick pigs in your ears and use you for a hall tree. I'd like to see you try it while you park and you blimp your... No, no, no. <laughs> Why wouldn't I have that picture if you gave it to me for nothing? And that's just the way I'm going to give it to you, mm-hmm. right over your naked noggin. So, Bergen, you was framed. <laughs> Be sure to tune in next time, my friends, for another classic comedy radio show. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening. Thanks for 